Understand this, my beloved brothers and sisters. Let everyone be quick to hear, be a careful, thoughtful listener, slow to speak, a speaker of carefully chosen words, and slow to anger, patient, reflective, forgiving. For the resentful, deep-seated anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God, that standard of behavior which he requires from us. Hello, everybody. It's Julie with Hefzibah Talks A Lot. And I am going to try not to talk a lot. Haha, <laughs> it's not going to happen. But I'm going to try to talk about words. Because words have power. I just read to you from James chapter 1, verses 19 and 20. And I use the amplified version because I prefer that. And this is a nice launching point. Because he says, let everyone be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. James is one of my favorite books in the Bible. There is so much in that little tiny book. I highly recommend you read it. So we understand from this that we need to be quick to hear. We need to be active listeners. We need to actually listen when people speak. And that is definitely something that doesn't happen. Um, but we need to be... I like how it says, be a careful, thoughtful listener. I love how we're being, there's like courses you can take now about active listening and, and teaching people to listen. I, I find that really interesting. We have live, we live in a world with so much information and so many things just pouring out that we do have to be aware of what we're listening to. And on the, on the same side, we need to be willing to listen. Um, most people don't have time to listen, especially to a talker like me. So if you're listening to my podcast, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Um, I can, I'm going to tell you, I leave pretty much every single conversation going, wow, I really talked a lot and these people probably don't like me anymore. <laughs> I am definitely a talker. Hence the name of my podcast being Hefzibah Talks A Lot. Um, you're warned in the title. Then it says slow to speak. A speaker of carefully chosen words. I am really bad about that. Uh, I'm not as bad as I used to be, but I am very bad because I talk a lot. So I essentially don't have a whole lot of, I don't know. Um, I, I will talk a bit too much, but uh, sometimes my words are carefully chosen. And, and that's kind of what I'm talking about today. So, um, people that don't talk a lot, they usually have very carefully chosen words. Um, and then slow to anger. Uh, I'm usually on a slow boil, <laughs> which means I'm always angry. I'm like the Hulk. Yeah. Uh, I don't turn into a big green angry person, but when he says, that's my secret, I'm always angry. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, but God's helping me with that. Um, so... When we talk about words, we have to understand that our words have immense power and what we do with them actually has a significant uh, backlash or blessing. Um, the Bible does say that uh, things that we unleash on earth will be unleashed in heaven and things that we unleash in heaven will be unleashed in, on earth. So that tells us that we have the power to bring things about to make things happen 
I am not one of these like positive, put your positive vibes out in the universe or speak positivity and you will have it. I'm not one of those kind of people. However, we do see that the word of God tells us that we can actually open and close doors with our words. We can cause things to happen with our words. Um, we can speak things into being because as children of God, we have his authority and we have his power. So we have to be very careful. The other thing is that words can damage a person. We, we all know that, you know, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That is a full-fledged lie. I think most of our damage is done through verbal abuse. Um, it's like they say, like, you know, bruises heal, but like those verbal wounds, oh my goodness, they stay there forever. You can relive it and you can hear it in their same voice. There's actually been studies that show that people that relive their trauma, so they like mentally remember their trauma, it's like it happens all over again. That's something to be very careful about. Um, Romans 12 tells us that we need to have our minds renewed, the renewing of our mind. I firmly believe that part of that is letting go of those past traumas so that we're not reliving it. Something I do, um, and this is just going to sound so bad, but if someone sends me a text message that either irritates me or is hurtful, I delete it because I don't ever want to just be scrolling through my texts again and I see it and it reminds me of that moment or it or I relive that pain of whatever they've written so I delete it I don't even keep it friends don't keep things like especially written things that are hurtful it's really hard to let go of of hurtful words when people speak things that are hurtful it's it's not like you can just shrug it off. As much as we want to like act like we can just let go of words, we can't because words have power. Consider the fact that um, God basically spoke the world into existence. Literally, let there be light. And there was light. And, Jesus, and God said, let there be a firmament to step firmament, firmament, firm. Okay, don't make fun of me. <laughs> I can't say that word right now. Um, to separate that earth from the, or the sky from the earth and, and, oh, let there be day and let it be night and let there, okay. So he basically spoke things into existence. Um, as I, as I said, I believe in the Romans podcast, our bodies are literally, our atoms and everything vibrate to his voice speaking. So the whole reason we exist is because of his voice, because of him speaking, so words have immense power. If we are going to be disciples of Christ, if we are going to be followers of Christ, if we are children of the living God, and if you're a Christian, you are all of those things, or you should be, our words have power. And people will use words as weapons, um, especially words to miss, such as myself. When we can turn a word into a dagger and stab a person um will do it that is one of the things of domestic violence verbal abuse um if you look at these children that are or these children and teens that are becoming very depressed or are killing themselves it it's usually because of bullying and this form of bullying is usually not physical most times it's like the cyberbullying where they're writing them and saying, you're such a loser, you're so ugly, or they're, they're pranking them with, oh, look at this cute guy who wants to date you. Oh, ha, ha, psych, it's not a guy at all. 
or they're actually saying words to them or they're ignoring them in the schoolyard. And they're doing these things verbally that are causing this anguish mentally, emotionally, spiritually. So verbal, verbal abuse is really in, intense and we try to shrug it off. So if someone comes to you and says, oh, this person said this hurtful thing and we'll just tell them, well, that's not true. And it's like, yeah, it may not be true, but it hurts. Words have power. So if we continue in the book of James, it says here in chapter 3, starting um, in verse uh, 1, Not many of you should become teachers, serving in an official teaching capacity. My brothers and sisters, for you will know, for you know that we who are teachers will be judged by a higher standard because we have assumed greater, greater accountability and more condemnation if we teach incorrectly. I am really big about um, letting you know, like, this is my opinion. This is the word of God. This is what I think. This is the word of God. Because I, I don't ever want people to be like, Julie said that God's word said. No, Julie said that she believed. Or Julie said that she thought. Julie didn't say God's word is, um, unless it's like point in case, cut and dry, you know you know, be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger. <laughs> that does, the Bible does say that. Here's what I think it means. Okay. So verse two says, for we all stumble and sin in many ways. If anyone does not stumble in what he says, never saying the wrong thing, he is a perfect man, fully developed in character without serious flaws, able to bridle his whole body and reign in his entire nature, taming his human faults and weaknesses. All right, so there in verse two, basically saying that no one is going to be perfect in their speech all the time. Because he says, like, if, if someone never stumbles and never says the wrong thing, he's perfect. And we all know that there was only one perfect man, and that's Jesus Christ. So uh, there's no way that we're going to never say the wrong thing. Um, okay, verse three says, now if we put bits into the horse's mouths to make them obey us, we, will, we guide their whole body as well. So he's basically saying, like, all it takes is a little piece of metal to turn a big, massive horse. Consider the size of a horse. And he's saying, like, you just put a little bit of metal in their mouth. So I don't know if you guys have ever ridden a horse, but they say something like if they get the bit, that's the metal part that goes connected to the bridle that's actually in their mouth. Um, if they get the bit in between their teeth. So if they're able to work it up, because it sits like behind their teeth. If they're able to work it up to their teeth and bite down on it, you cannot control the horse because it no longer has the, you know, whatever it's doing to them that makes them controlled. I don't want to think about it. Because um, I don't think it's necessarily painful. However, if you have something in your mouth pulling, <laughs> I shouldn't do that, in your mouth pulling back your lips, um, this is the bridles pulling back the sides of their mouth. I don't think it's painful painful because I think Peter would be all over that but I digress anywho if they get the bit in their between their teeth you cannot control the horse so um just be aware that like the this he's basically saying like this massive beast of horse can be controlled by a little tiny piece of metal which is totally true 
And then in verse 4, he says, And look at the ships. Even though they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are still directed by a very small rudder whenever the impulse of the helmsman determines. So ships are ginormous, and then they have these little rudders that when they turn the ship's wheel, the rudder turns right or left, and that determines the direction of the ship. Okay? So in verse 5, he says, In the same sense, the tongue is a small part of the body, and yet it boasts of great things. See by comparison how great a forest is set on fire by a small spark. And the tongue is, in a sense, a fire, the very word of injustice and unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members as that which contaminates the entire body and sets on fire the course of our life, the cycle of man's existence, and is itself set on fire by hell for every species of beast and bird of reptiles and sea creatures is tamed and has been tamed by the human race but no one can tame the human tongue it is a restless evil undisciplined unstable full of deadly poison that is crazy that's verse 8 but no one can tame the human tongue it is a restless evil undisciplined unstable Full of deadly poison. Yeah. That's so true. Okay, verse 9. With it we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse men, who have been made in the likeness of God. Out of the same mouth come both blessing and cursing. These things, my brothers, should not be this way, for we have a moral obligation to speak in a manner that reflects our fear of God and profound respect for his precepts. Does a spring send out from the same opening both fresh and bitter water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, produce olives, or a grapevine produce figs? Nor can salt produce salt water produce fresh. Okay, so that's James 3, verses 1 through 12. Amplified. Um, with a few interjections from Julie. So, right there we see that we will... <laughs> worship God and then turn around and, and insult our brother. And we are very guilty of this. But even non-Christians um, still should not be as hateful as they are with their words. Um, it's interesting because uh, the Romans podcast, I believe, I mentioned how I had recorded a whole podcast. And when I got to the end, I was like, oh, you know what? I think these last little bits is actually the podcast and so I deleted the other podcast because it was definitely not a good podcast and I just kind of went with what I felt God really actually wanted well that just happened again I essentially had recorded about 27 minutes of this podcast and I was like yeah I'm gonna do it over we have to be very careful with our words because it's very easy for us to set a trap for a person. And once they're in that trap, it's very damaging for them. Um, I used to be very vocal and <clears throat> you're like, used to be? Yeah, I know. <clears throat> um, I have definitely reined in my opinions. And I know that sounds really crazy. Here on my podcast... I will mostly tell you exactly what I'm thinking, but as I said, I have had to delete two podcasts already, so am I really telling you what I'm thinking? Not completely, but that's okay because it's not all for you. Like, 
<clears throat> you don't need to know everything I'm feeling or thinking. Um, that isn't the purpose of this podcast, and that also isn't why you listen. At least I hope it isn't. Um, <clears throat> but it's true regardless of whether I'm recording my podcast or I'm just around people. I have had a lot of, of hurtful things happen to me here in China, and I've just kind of like, eh, <laughs> you know. Um, I will sometimes talk to a person, and, and not like the person that's hurt me. I know that sounds weird. But like I'll tell a person like, oh, you know, this happened today just so I can get it off my chest. But the safest place for me to do that is God. And the reason why is because his opinion of the person never changes. I can tell you that so-and-so, like Sally... Um, bothered me today because she said that I looked fat in my uniform and that really hurt my feelings and that'll change how you look at Sally because you'd be like Sally that's mean why would you say that and it would change your perception of Sally that's not happened by the way <laughs> um but if I tell God you know it really hurt me that Sally said that I looked really fat in my uniform today um it doesn't change how much God loves Sally and it doesn't change what God thinks of Sally. And it doesn't change, it changes nothing in regards to God's relationship with Sally. It, but in my relationship with Sally, I've unburdened and I let God know. Now, am I saying that you should not tell a person if they've hurt you? No, that's not what I'm saying. Um, for me, and probably because I can be very passionate and I can also be, I've, I have a very nice repertoire of words. I did not say that correctly, but it is almost midnight, so you got to give me a break. <laughs> um, I have a nice collection of words I can pull out. Um, but I can dump on people, and I can really... I'm not going to say I'm charismatic. I have... A, I have very, I'm very persuasive. I have a very persuasive tongue. If I'm not careful, I can sway things. And I, I try not to do that. <laughs> because I, it's, it's witchcraft. Yeah. So, and you're like, what? But it is like, uh, manipulation. Um, uh, I was so good at stuff, but like, um, like manipulating a person using your words, like, oh, um, oh, that scarf is so pretty. I just, I really wish I had a scarf like that because I would wear it, blah, blah, blah. And then they give you the scarf. That's manipulation. That's, um, if that's your intention, um, to get the scarf, it's manipulation and it's witchcraft. But anyway, I digress because I'm really good at that. Um, so for me, God has told me to just rein it in. Now, there are certain times when I will say things, um, but only because I know that if I don't, um, the situation's not going to improve. So I had something that happened in December at work, and I vocalized my displeasure in it, um, and I ended up meeting with my, my bigger boss, and he, he was talking to me about it, and he's like, well, why don't you like this anymore? And and I go, I it has nothing to do with that. Um, but my feelings are justified and valid. And I'm allowed to be upset. And I'm allowed to be uh, displeased with something. Um, 
as long as I'm actually doing my job and, and working like I'm supposed to and, and still giving 110%, I can be upset. And that is something we need to understand and realize. We Our feelings may be valid, but the important thing is that we're not um, forcing others to accept our feelings in a way that... Uh, I don't know how to put it because we need to be accepted. Our, our feelings need to be validated, but not to the place where like they take them on or where they're like, oh yeah, let me change everything to just suit your feelings. But we need to be sensitive to like things that frustrate people and things that hurt people because otherwise we're just adding to their problems. So we have to be really, really aware of, of those kind of things. And I just got to a place where I was like, you know what? I'm always backpedaling and, and like, oh, you're right. You know, I, I'm, I shouldn't feel, but no, if my, if I'm frustrated and I'm not just being like a beavis, then I should be able to say my feelings are valid and justified. And I'm, you can't tell me how to feel if I am doing my job and I'm doing it well, then, you know, I'm allowed to have these feelings. And we'll, I'll get over them and we'll move on and life goes on. Um, but words are just, they have so much power. And as long as we are using them incorrectly, we are allowing the enemy to win. Because consider um, passive aggressive things. Um, like when people will passive aggressively say something. Or like the backhanded compliments. Oh my goodness. You know, those are the worst. Or when people just outright dismiss you. Like they're just like, you know, you tell them like, oh, I'm really frustrated about this, this, and this. And they tell you, yeah, well, you know, you're just going to have to, you know, you just need to be kind or you just need to get over it or you need, you just need to move on. Or you, it's like, yeah, I get that. It's easy for you to say that on the outside. However, on the inside, this is troublesome for me. So I'm going to tell you something um, that God revealed to me. He was showing me that it's something called the toothache mentality. And I've shared this a few times. But essentially, if someone comes in and they said, oh, I have a toothache and I just, I can't possibly, and I need to go home. Most times people are like, what is wrong with you? It's just a toothache. Just power through it. Until later, if they get it happen to, get a toothache. Then they understand that a toothache doesn't just affect your tooth. It's, it affects your entire head. And it can even go down like into your arm. It's Toothaches are no fun. And that's the way it is with our pain. Like there's something that you may not legitimately understand why it's hurtful or why it's frustrating or why it's upsetting. But for you to just be like, dude, get over it. And then later you want to share your feelings with that person about something that's frustrating you and you want them to be sensitive and you want them to receive and, and be there and be empathetic and care but you're so dismissive to their feelings. Like we have to, like I said, we have to be, we have to be quick to listen. 
and slow to speak. Because if we're, if a little rudder can turn a ship and a little piece of metal can control a hundreds and hundreds of pound powerful machine of hoarseness, <laughs> I can't think of words, um, as we're speaking about words, uh, we need to be very aware of what we say and what we do, especially writing, um, because those can easily be pulled back up. And like I mentioned, I delete a text. If I get a text message or something that I, that is hurtful or that makes me angry, um, I'll delete the text because I'm not going to come back later and see it and be like, and get those same, those same feelings. So I think we need to be very careful when it comes to writing, especially because we can just bring stuff in that has no, um, bearing in our life. Um, and then being careful what you write to people. So I used to blame people for everything. It was everybody else's fault. And I'm sure you all know somebody like that. Um, or if you don't, then it's you. <laughs> um, just kidding. Um, but I remember I had a friend on Facebook and she was writing me and she was telling me about a letter I'd let, I'd written her telling her that it was my fault that, or I'm sorry, it was her fault that all this stuff was going on or that I was dealing with this stuff or that I was backslidden or whatever I was doing at the time. Cause I don't remember. And I told her, Oh, I said, I would just, I would get rid of that. I go, I have no doubt that I wrote that to you. I was very selfish back then. I would just get rid of that and I wouldn't keep it. And she told me, I can send you a copy and you can see it. And I'm like, yeah, I don't live there anymore. <laughs> like, I no longer live in that area. So I'd rather not see it because I really don't care. Um, I just told you that I was stupid and selfish back then. And that I like to blame people for my actions and my choices. So yeah, I totally believe that I was blaming you. And I'm sorry. And it's not... Um, it's not uh, relevant. Just don't keep it. So if somebody gave you like a hurtful letter, get rid of it. You know? And we like to like hang on to these things and then show them to people. We're like, look at the letter they wrote me. Look at the text they sent me. Look at the, you know, don't do that. Just get rid of it. Just get rid of it. I've, I do that instantly. On my Facebook page, if someone um, argues with me, if someone posts something contrary to my post, I delete their comment. And I know people are like, oh my goodness. But it's my page. It's my Facebook page. If I wanted your opinion on there, I would pointedly ask you, hey, what do you think about this? I want your opinion. Now, people, I know you're going to sit there and go like, oh my goodness. that's a, But it's my page. Post whatever you want on your page. If I comment and you don't like my comment, delete it. It doesn't offend me. I'm not. It's your page. It's your feed. People are going to come to that page and read what's written there. If you don't want to have somebody writing something that's dumb, in your opinion, in your opinion, or that's argumentative or misleading, whatever, then delete it. And I know your people are sitting there like, you're a Christian. How can you say that? What if people want to post contrary messages about, you know, what, 
somebody's posting lies about God and they want to argue. That's fine. If the person isn't offended and they don't want to delete it, then don't they won't delete it. Some people just love to throw stuff out there for the sake of argument. I don't. Sometimes I'll even preface a post and be like, look, I'm not putting this out here to argue. I'm just sharing it. Um, if you post a contrary comment or you try to start an argument, I'm just going to delete it. Just know that full full fledged. I leave most comments because most people don't argue with me. But when someone just comes out right and they're like not even kind about it or they're just like, no, you're wrong because blah, blah, blah. In my head, I'm like, yeah, that's not staying on my page. <laughs> Delete it, guys. Like you have the power to do that. You have the power to get rid of a letter that someone left, wrote you that said hateful things. You have the power to delete, to delete texts. If there's a person sending you constantly negative texts, you have the power to block them. You know, I mean, just be smart <laughs> because words have power. And they've even proven that um, looking at trauma, if you, when you think about, when you remember a traumatic experience, it's like it happened all over again. It's like it happens again, brand new, fresh. I think it's the same thing if we read these words that are written because words have power and God wants us to speak life. The Bible tells us that life and death are in the tongue. What are we speaking? Are we speaking life? I've really had a, a, a struggle lately and, um, it's been, it's been an interesting thing. Like in China, I have let myself, uh, vent a little too much and I'm not saying to hold everything in, but there's a time and a place and I have like bleh, all over everything. And I've come to realize that I'm like, eh, I need to either be writing or talking to God because it just, it doesn't do me any good to bleh all over everything. I just need to like, la la la, you know, move on. Um, but in addition to that, I also picked up a really bad habit of cussing. And the Bible tells us not to cuss. I know like Christians are going to defend cussing, but I'm not, I'm, I shouldn't say Christians. Some Christians are going to defend cussing. But the Bible tells us that we shouldn't cuss. I mean, like right there where it says, um, that we let, that we'll worship God and then we'll turn around and curse our brother, right? So out of the same mouth come both blessing and cursing. These things, my brothers, should not be the way for we have a moral obligation to speak in a manner that reflects our fear of God and profound respect for his precepts. So why is cussing allowed? Cussing is, is, should not be something. And I've, I've let it. And I'm now I'm trying to break the habit of it. And it's really difficult um, because it just comes out and I'm like, oh, my goodness, I got to stop. Uh, I'm getting better, <laughs> it, but I have to really focus. It's really weird. Once it's once I get away from it, it'll be a good thing. But we just need to be um, aware that what we say is hurtful. Now. The sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me thing that we used to say as kids, we all know that's a lie. 
Words are very damaging. We need to be very much aware of our self-talk, and then we have to be very much aware of what we put out there. If we're causing damage to people with our words, we need to change. As we see in James 3.8, it says, But no one can tame the human tongue. It is a restless evil, undisciplined, unstable, full of deadly poison. Our words are life or our words are death. And we need to make the decision to make our words life. So try to think about what it is that you're saying and how you're speaking to yourself, about others, to others, and ask, am I bringing life or am I bringing death? Am I bringing light or am I bringing darkness? Am I salt or am I tastelessness? And I got to tell you, you can speak your mind. You can share your feelings. I'm not telling you to cram all that into you and not verbalize things. Just be aware of your words. Because we can unleash things on this earth that we don't want to unleash. And we can speak death into lives and we definitely don't want to do that. We want to be salt and light and life. And our words play a very large part in what we do. And of course, on a little side note, actions also speak a lot. So while you may tell somebody one thing, your actions may be telling them something completely different. So try to make sure that your actions and your words align. Um, there's a, a story in the Bible about two brothers. And the dad asks the, the eldest brother to come help him in the field. And the eldest brother's like, yeah, I will be there. I will help you. And he asks the younger brother. And the younger brother's like, yeah, I can't do it. I'm, I have plans today. And uh, obviously this is a huge paraphrase. Um and later, the older brother gets caught up in stuff and doesn't go. He doesn't keep his word. And the younger brother is out and he's like, ah, uh, you know what? I'm just going to go help my dad. And so the question that Jesus asks is which one honored his father? And obviously the younger brother. Because even though he said no at first, he ended up changing his mind and going to work for his father. So... We just need to be aware of our words. Are we giving false promises? Are we talking about a person? Um, I get that they may frustrate you. A person may upset you. However, we need to think about what's being said. And if we're opening our mouth and saying things that we shouldn't be saying, we need to address that and stop doing so. But I hope this spoke to you. And look, I didn't go an hour. Um, I only went... A little over a half hour. So there you go. This is probably one of my shorter podcasts. Um, I was going to say the shortest podcast, but I really don't know. I think when I first started out, my podcast, I'm so sorry, I yawned. My podcasts were a lot uh, shorter, but I'm digressing and rambling and now I'm making it longer. But anyway, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Um, please look forward to more in the future. I'm planning to do one on the Samaritan woman because I absolutely love her story. 
I'll probably do one on Ruth, um, Mary Magdalene, all those kind of things. I just, there's some of the women of the Bible, like you just have to delve into their stories. Um, but look forward to Samaritan woman because she is one of my absolute favorite characters, um, that God talks about. I don't know if character was the right word, but her, her history, I just, I love that part of the Bible. Um, so I'm hoping to work on that and I want to work on that, not just do what I did now where I kind of freestyle it. I want to actually have a, a flow to it. Um, and then, um, I'm going to do one on, uh, purity, not like the extent that I'd like to, but the verse that says for the one that is pure, all things are pure for the one that is impure, all things are impure because that verse has a lot in it that we need to take a look at. Um, I'm also probably going to do one on Romans 12 because I love Romans. Um, and I especially love Romans 12. But just keep your eyes and ears open. I don't know if you need your eyes for this. <laughs> um, I will be trying to, I'll be doing po podcasts more regularly. Um, and also, if you have a Bible verse you'd like me to look at, discuss. Uh, if you have questions, I don't pretend to know everything because I most assuredly do not know everything. Um, but I can look up research and I can answer um, questions if you have them. So email me at htal.podcast at gmail.com. And I look forward to hearing you. And God bless. And uh, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Hello everybody, it's Julie with Hefzibah Talks A Lot. I'm just going to take one second, okay, maybe a little longer, to talk to you about writing.com. Now, I'm not doing this for any money or anything. I'm just letting you know about a great supportive community that I think it would be great for you to join. Writing.com has been around for a long time. They actually started out as stories.com and I stumbled on them when I was a lot younger and joined and eventually they got too big for that domain and became writing.com in order to encompass more than just storytelling this website is amazing it is a community of writers and readers so if you're not a writer but you love to read join writing.com if you don't really read a lot because you're so busy but you love to write join writing.com if you're a little bit of both joinwriting.com. It's an amazing community. Now you can get a free account and then they have paid memberships. I currently just do the second tier, the upgraded membership, and it allows me to have more items in my portfolio. I love to pay to have a membership because I love to support writing.com. That's the main reason that I pay to keep my membership updated and current. But I just wanted to have an advertisement about writing.com. Once again, not for any monetary gain. It's not even an official one. Uh, they won't even know I'm doing it. But I just want to encourage people to go and join writing.com. It is truly a place that has helped me develop as a writer. It has helped me be encouraged. And I have met people there that have been my friends through the distance online and have supported me and offered me advice with my writing 
and has been, have been there with me or for me as I've made these transitions to China and other locations. So once again, writing.com, W-R-I-T-I-N-G.com. Join today.